0: Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And welcome back. Hello, hello. What a week it's been. My goodness. It's been a very, (laughs) very long week. Since we last spoke with you. Uh, Rachel, you had a very strange little incident happen in your... I had an eventful weekend. This is true. You're in your residence. Let, I, I did. Tell us about it. I did. This this
1: is the uh, the ultimate, I guess, like living alone story. Although it wouldn't even really matter that I live alone. Okay, here's the deal. <laughs> I got out of the shower, and while I was in uh, in the nude with nothing but my towel, the doorbell rang, and. Uh, immediately or it felt like immediately the door started to open and I heard hello it's the police and I said hello (laughs) that was my response (laughs) and I ran to the door in my towel by the way I ran to the door and outside were before they could actually you know fully enter the apartment outside were two very attractive uh, police officers Mm -hmm. and uh, somebody from my building management And they said, we're just checking to make sure you're okay. A neighbor called because they were concerned because of the food. I said, the food? (laughs) And they said, there's been this food outside your door for the past couple of days. And I looked down, and yes, indeed. There is a, a boba tea and a bag of food that had obviously been delivered sometime within the past day and a half, two days since I had last opened my door. I don't know. that I didn't order this food. I was like, and I told them this. I said, I have no idea where this came yeah. from. They looked at me like I was crazy. Um, they said, OK, well, it's been sitting here. So we were just concerned. So I basically had a welfare check done on me. Because of misdelivered food that had been sitting outside my door. I mean,
0: I find it so crazy that their reason or the th- the reason why they thought they could enter your home was because of food outside your door. Like that seems like, I, I, like so little uh, evidence to go on that there's something wrong.
1: Right. Like, on the one hand, I was appreciative that somebody was making sure that I wasn't rotting away inside. On the other hand, it seemed like such an extreme first reaction to... A bag of food that also kind of looked like trash, frankly, (laughs) sitting outside my door. And it's like, couldn't you have taken like any number of more conservative approaches? Like they could have called me. The um, building manager could have come and knocked first to check on me. Like in what world was the first reaction to like call the cops? And then as you and I talked about, for them to start to let themselves in, I, it, It raised a whole lot of questions about the legality around um, landlords and, like, whoever letting themselves into your apartment. And I do understand that's legal in the case of a welfare check, but, like, also what necessitates a welfare check. Apparently, in this case, it was a bag of food outside for a day
0: and a half. It's so crazy. And you said your neighbor called or voiced a concern because they saw the food, right? That's what they said. And I don't know whether the neighbor
1: called the police directly or called the f- the landlord and the landlord called the police. I have to actually think that, like, maybe they called the police directly because mm-hmm. otherwise the landlord would have come and not. I really don't know. A concerned neighbor noticed. I guess in the, uh, you know, COVID times, I am grateful, I guess, that neighbors are noticing and uh, careful. But it it was a... A weird wake-up call about like what your what your neighbors are noticing good segue into another neighbor that helped solve a crime
0: of course rachel's talking about the hot documentary the, the documentary du jour the show du jour on netflix is um american murder the what's it called american murder the killer next door the
1: family next door
0: the family next door um this home, we wrote about this home uh, on News and Insights, and uh, we Rachel and I both watched the doc, and it is a fascinating story. And yeah, if you're a true I, crime fan, you got to check this one out. I was telling Natalie, so I I did follow
1: this story back when it broke in 2018 just because I was so fascinated by it Um, and I remember Chris Watts being on the news pleading for his family's return Mm -hmm. and then I remember hearing the news that he was the spoiler alert one who murdered his family Um, so here's the deal Uh, this story focuses on the Watts family Chris and Shanann who live outside Denver, Colorado. This is mm-hmm. back in 2018. Uh, in August, she returns home from a business trip. The next morning, she's nowhere to be found, and neither are her f- two children, who are four and three. Uh, for the couple days following, um, Chris is playing dumb, says he has no idea where they were, where they could be, pleads for their return. Ultimately, he's put to a polygraph, which he fails, and it is um, uncovered that he was having an affair, and he did kill both his wife, who was, by the way, fifteen weeks pregnant at the time, and yeah, by the way, <laughs> yeah, sorry, um, and their two little girls, and buried them in
0: an oil field where he worked, and it was it was uh, by his own volition that he he essentially cracked. And, yes. and confessed yes
1: they um they got him with a, uh, this, it, it, the this watch the documentary it's really great and i actually loved the the female analyst who administered the yes. polygraph i thought she was brilliant i in getting her too he, she she got him to crack like she was the way that that he did he finally confessed but yeah um it didn't take long for him to crack uh after lie after lie after lie but ultimately, yes, and he is now serving um, multiple life sentences behind bars. Mm-hmm. However, the house that they owned in this very, very like nice suburban neighborhood in uh, outside Denver—it's in Frederick, Colorado—is mm-hmm. in limbo because mm-hmm. th- she's dead and he's behind bars. So the lender that owns the mortgage on the home foreclosed on the property and then put it up for auction but nobody bought the house within a year of when it went up for sales the county took it out of foreclosure so now it technically is still owned by chris watts who is a convicted murderer so this they need to get rid of this house but nobody wants to buy it it's sort of in this legal limbo um and i guess the uh the mortgage company is a little bit concerned that this documentary that is, I think, trending number three on Netflix right now is going to add even... one
0: this today, Is it number one? When I, okay. when I
1: watched it. I mean, it, I'm sure it fluctuates, but yeah, it yeah. said it was... It's been like a juggernaut. So they're concerned that this is just going to add more stigma to the home, that nobody's going to want this place where um, this woman and possibly her kids were, were killed.
0: Yeah, the house is a very big part of the stock it's not just like you know they say that they lived in this house like they talk about how shannon built the house when she was 25 like she worked her ass off saved money was that and- this house or a different one because the pictures
1: that they showed I, they they looked I was a little confused why they were like explain why they were doing that because it looked like a different house
0: yeah well i mean even if it was a different house there is so much camera footage inside this house i mean the show is it was edited together and directed and constructed from um, police camera footage, uh, mm-hmm. Facebook. So Shanann was a an avid Facebook po- poster. I mean, she was definitely a wannabe influencer. Yeah. Yeah, a wannabe mommy influencer, like really, like filmed pretty much every important moment in their family's lives and posted on Facebook would do the like camera front facing camera talking to her like followers or whatever but so it was her Facebook videos police camera um, footage and Mm -hmm. a lot of the police footage is inside the house so we see Mm -hmm. the girls bedrooms we see um, Chris and Shanann's bedroom we see like the kitchen like we we get a very intimate look inside this house the outside of the house we see people placing candles and pictures as like a little vigil for the family for not the family for for shenan and the girls like after chris has been convicted so like I can see why no one would want to buy this house after seeing yeah. the stock like
1: i think it's an excellent point i think that's what actually what made it so unique was there was so much insider footage and it was it wasn't from after the fact it was from while this whole investigation yeah, was still so like ongoing
0: the day that she disappeared she was re- that she was reported missing when the cops went over to talk to friends and family it's like you're seeing that footage. So it's very, it's very intimate.
1: Like you now know that you're seeing footage of a place where she died literally just hours earlier. Right. The house itself is beautiful. Um, if you, I, I guess if you like that kind of thing, it's an, it was built in 2013. So relatively new construction, a, a little bit of a cookie cutter McMansion vibe. Um, in yeah. This neighborhood. It wasn't like a
0: development for sure. Yeah.
1: Like a tract home. But like, I mean, but it, it's very nice. It's very light and airy. It has, you know, two story living room, lots of windows, lots of light. Um, it just, it looked like a very nice home that nobody would probably have any problem buying under any other circumstance but
0: yeah there a murder did occur in the house so yeah and And before we go any
1: further i absolutely want our listeners to see the house that we're talking about if you haven't watched the doc already or if you even if you have please go to realtor.com slash news you can also find the house in the link in the show notes um we'll put it here Or if you feel like Googling, it is 2825 Saratoga Trail. In Frederick, Colorado. The experts that we talked to said it's not getting any bids because people know the sordid history behind it and then nobody wants it. Quote, unquote, nobody wants it. Right. And they said it just sits in limbo until a creditor comes along and tries the foreclosure again. Yeah. So, And the, and the other interesting thing I think about it is that it is um, shot up in value just, I think, probably due in part to the Denver housing market Shanann and Chris purchased this place for 400000 back in May of 2013. It's now estimated to be worth 650000 according to our records.
0: I mean it's yeah the Denver market is hot and so by any other in any other circumstance this would be a good investment but it just it all depends on how you feel about buying a home that Uh, where a murder occurred and that was owned by someone who could do such horrific acts as that. (laughs) It's crazy.
1: I really recommend the documentary. Um, And just to call back to the top, I just, I did think it was really interesting. The very beginning of the documentary shows the police going over to a neighbor's house because they had a camera, like a street view camera monitoring activity. And they wanted to check out the, uh, the footage that they got And not only the police, but Chris Watts goes with them over to the neighbor's house, and they're looking at the footage. And uh, I won't go through everything that they found, but um, Chris walks out the door to go talk to another officer, and while he's gone, the neighbor says to the officer who's left behind, he says he's not acting right at all. Yeah, and he says
0: (laughs) he like basically pegs it. So I was surprised. The neighbor was like, "Oh, sorry." Continue your thought.
1: No, 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 no. I mean, I was shocked, too. Like, the neighbor pegs it right off the bat. And the officer tries to give Chris the benefit of the doubt. And he's like, you know, he's going through a lot, man. Like, this is a lot to process. And the neighbor's like, yeah, 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 I understand. But there is something not right about this. And the neighbor also noticed, I guess... Because they talk about uh, the footage that he took and where his where Chris's truck was at mm-hmm. the time of mm-hmm. the supposed, like, murder. And the neighbor's like, his truck, he never puts his truck there. um. Yeah. So it just goes back to show you, like, how much your neighbors, I guess, are noticing that you don't think they're going to notice.
0: Right. I guess the moral of the story here is that neighbors know best, or maybe not in your case, but... I mean, I could have been rotting away in here, so I guess... Please I- stop saying the words rotting. I don't want to think about that. I don't want that visual, and I don't think listeners do either. But, yeah, I'm... It's, yeah, two very kind of parallel... not Not parallel. Not parallel at all, but, like... Two instances. Not parallel at all, but yeah. Two instances where neighbors really, truly uh, are way more perceptive than you'd think. Pantone Color Authority uh, released, they didn't release their official 2021 Color of the Year, but they did release a new color that they call, this is not a joke period um and it's red the color is red (laughs) like bright red like Like bright red like like (laughs) realtor.com like ruby slippers red like realtor.com it is though (laughs) (laughs) it is um it's certainly not anatomically accurate we can say that (laughs) Uh, All my ladies listening would, would, if you saw, if you took one look at this color, you would say, "Mm, that's not right. Uh, (laughs) But they basically, so they released it. There's, I'm reading from the Instagram post. um, Pantone says, presenting period, a new red shade created to break the stigma around menstruation and promote period positivity. And what I have to say is releasing a color, a new color. How is that? breaking the stigma around menstruation and promoting period like (laughs) i don't i mean like it's just it was it truly just exists to get publicity like nobody's gonna go
1: into their local home depot and be like i'd really like to paint my my uh my walls period by pantone can you show me that shade
0: as opposed to like when the color of the year does come out, often it, it drives design trends. And it, it's, exactly. it's supposed to design d- drive design trends. And it's supposed to... I,
1: I, here's, okay, here's the thing. I would like to consider myself a feminist. I think that you do too. I am not knocking the effort here. I appreciate, I think, I think I appreciate the sentiment. Mm-hmm. However, I don't need them to market a color to do so
0: no I, I don't I don't need you to create a new color like this is so far from and helpful. an inaccurate one at that yeah exactly so um, I guess Pantone the Pantone Color Institute collaborated with uh, Intimina um, and they have this campaign called Seen and Heard and they work together to create the red shade um, inspired by a steady menstrual flow um, um,
1: Intaminas, I think they do minstrel cups, and oh, they picture, so they're trying to
0: sell something. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, that's why I, that's where I have an issue with this. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it's the monetization of like r- our reproductivity.
0: I wonder if they edited this caption because people <laughs> who were commenting on it were like, This is not the color of period blood because they say. Pantone and Intimina worked alongside a gynecologist and consulted research published in the medical news today to develop the shade. But by no means is it supposed to be an accurate depiction. <laughs> okay, so then why did you work with gynecologists and a medical journalist? So why didn't you pick an accurate color? Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, it was a miss.
1: It was a miss. Yeah, I I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think. Um... It was a publicity stunt that just did not... I don't think all publicity is get publicity.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Let's move on to making moves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was that a weird transition? I don't know. Um, this is the segment where we give you updates about previous stories that we've talked about. Uh, real estate moves, you know, homes that may have gone from for sale to pending or pending to sold. Uh, we have two updates for you. The first is Rain Wilson, actor from The Office, um, a few other things, but <laughs> none more notable than Dwight Schrute. How would I describe myself? Three words hardworking, alpha male, jackhammer, merciless,
1: insatiable. There's nothing on my horizon except everything.
0: He finally sold his uh, farm in Agora Hills, California. So we've been following this a little bit. Um, he put it on the market a few months ago for 1.7, about 1.7 million, and uh, we officially have a sale price 1.6. So he sold it for. Just a hundred thousand dollars less than asking, um, but that's more than he paid for it in two thousand five. So, again, I'm not sure about what updates he's done, how much money he's put into it. Um, but I'm assuming that he pretty much came out even. Would, we can, it would be safe to assume. In any case, that sale is closed. Another sale that we have had our eyes on that we've talked about. A lot is um, Pharrell's office building house. I'm calling it the office building house. I don't know. I think that's a fair description. Uh, It looks, you know, it it has lots of windows. It looks like the outside of um, that's corporate structure, business. It just it just does. (laughs) It just does. This house, um, he he took a bit of a hit, so he officially sold it for 14 million dollars, which is. Three million less than asking.
1: Three million.
0: Big cut. It's a weird house. Um, I'm sure he's just happy to sell it. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: on a previous podcast, we had discussed this. We knew that it was pending and we were eagerly awaiting the sale price.
0: Mm-hmm. And we made
1: a friendly wager mm-hmm. trying to figure out what it would sell for. Again, it was on the market for seventeen million. Natalie, I believe you guessed it would go for sixteen point one million, and I said fifteen point (laughs) nine.
0: Lunch on you. Yeah, lunch on me. I'm glad that you have the numbers. You're ready (laughs) because I forgot the numbers. I don't. I I didn't remember how much I how much I wagered or how much. Oh, I have I have been remembering (laughs) since that day. You have it documented down. You're just like,
1: I didn't need to. It's just in my head. I was waiting. I was waiting for this
0: day. Um, Yeah. So lunch on me. I owe Rachel a door dash. So that will inevitably
1: end up outside somebody else's door and then they'll get a
0: welfare check. Let's hope not. Let's for the sake of your neighbors and anyone who likes to, you know, be be comfortable in their private home and not necessarily get dressed right right away (laughs) don't have to (laughs) do not
1: have the police walk in on you naked yeah
0: even if they are they were very good looking it's still very good looking quite jarring um yeah so pharrell bravo you sold your house uh we could have called him our loser this week but we have a different loser that we're going to talk about so All right, it's now time for making moves. This is, nope, that was the last segment. It's, it's now time for winners and losers. This is the segment at the end of the episode where we discuss uh, celebrities. We choose one loser and one winner. And um, we decide who made a good real estate deal and who might have lost some cash. So we're going to start with our loser. Our loser this week is Ryan Murphy, the prolific television producer. Ryan Murphy has been trying to sell his Laguna Beach compound for a long time. Um, he acquired the property in 2005 and then he bought the adjacent lot in 2007. Uh, he bought the first place for $4.475 million and the second for just a little under $3 million. So he... Had the intention and created this massive compound, and he brought in architects, he brought in designers. It's every little inch is tailored to his uh, liking. Um, but alas, as many celebrities and really wealthy, famous people do, um, he decided to part with it. So he put it on the market in early 2018 for 18.75 million. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but that was after extensive renovation, so I guess he and his real estate agent thought that that price was warranted. However, um, it's been sitting on the market, and he recently um, just accepted an offer of ten point six five million. So that's quite a drop <laughs> from his listing so price. The ultimate loss from
1: what he originally listed it for is what eight million, nine million
0: nearly yeah just a little shy of eight million yeah
1: yeah here, here's the thing i i have questions okay i like <laughs> ryan murphy's stuff like huge huge admirer of ryan Murphy's stuff you mean like his television stuff yeah 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 for, for the most part like not everything is a hits its mark with me but for the most part yeah i, I admire his talent i do not understand his decision making with this real estate thing in terms of
0: the why he decided to price it so high
1: in terms of why you would
0: try to create a compound yeah and then not stay there i mean he has been there since if we okay so he had both the places in 2007 let's say renovations if he got started right away took maybe a year or two so he's he's had it pretty much all out since like 2009 let's say so i
1: guess that's
0: the amount of time i've
1: lived in california and (laughs) i guess he said that's what i put everything in terms of he's he told architectural digest um quote i wanted to nest to create a week and get away from my growing family the idea was to make both houses steel and glass and the gardens modernist but bold and odd like much of my work i have been told So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, for 10 years, for a decade, you want to, you know, make the most it just I don't know. It
0: just seems like a right. It's like for anyone else, if you're going to acquire and create property and create this like family compound, that's kind of where you're going to stay. It's kind of like a forever home for like Um, longer than a decade
1: yeah it's a weird flex to me but whatever he has (laughs) the money to do it it is a weird
0: a weird rich person flex
1: I'm okay with this. <laughs> I'm okay calling him a loser because he clearly is not a loser in any other aspect of life, and I don't think that. Totally, I'm not losing sleep about the fact that he lost money on it, and I frankly don't really think he
0: is either. No, I I highly doubt that man. He's one of the most powerful producers in Hollywood. Like, have you watched uh, Ratchet? Yeah. No, I haven't. Have you? No i kind of
1: wonder if i should read i never read one flew over the cuckoo's nest Mm -hmm. i never saw it
0: either and i'm sort of wondering if i should i think you should before seeing because then you understand how horrible the character she really is okay i think you definitely should um i am looking to uh
1: add to my uh queue after finishing the american murder documentary so
0: i'll look into that awesome um, okay, let's move on to our winner. Um, our winner is A-lister, singer, actress, Selena Gomez. Woo hoo! She is our winner because she finally sold her LA mansion after two years, and she sold it for a little over a hundred thousand dollars more than she paid. So yay for Selena! <laughs> you can only hope. <laughs>
1: What do you think a hundred thousand dollars is to Selena Gomez? I
0: was just gonna, yeah, I was just gonna be like, and I highly like, doubt that a hundred thousand dollars is a couple of bags or something, right? But, but still, you know, it's it's not nothing. It's, it's a win. It's a mo- <laughs> it's yeah. A win. It's, in terms of the numbers, it's a win. Um, so it, this is in Studio City, which is um, just it's borders Hollywood. It's kind of like the suburban Hollywood. Um I guess she put the house on the market for 2.799 in June 2018. and it went through a number of price cuts uh, until the sale closed uh, for 2.368 recently. I don't know if this was the first house that Selena bought, but she bought it in 2017 for 2.25 and sold it for 2.37. So for that, Selena Gomez is our real estate winner of the week. And that's it for house party. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. If you want to check out any of the stories that we talked about in this episode, please go to the show notes uh, in your podcast app. We'll have the links there. Or you can go to realtor.com slash news or Google, google realtor.com and the topic and it should pop up. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please write us a review and give us a rating on your podcast app. It helps people find us. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we we enjoy reading what you have to say.
1: (laughs) And make sure to subscribe, please. If you heard us and you like us, we'd love for you to subscribe so you get episodes delivered straight to you when they come out. If you want to get in touch with us, it's pretty easy. You can email us at podcast at realtor.com. That's singular, podcast at realtor.com. Or you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're at HousePartyPod on all three.
0: Thanks again for tuning in, for pressing play, and we will catch you later. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.